good night, good evening, good morning, wherever you're listening from. This is Kenyut Exploration, your topic in the podcast. I am Dr. Kenyut White. You know, it's always challenging, challenging when you, you lose a child. And um, especially for the parents, the parents really feel um, broken hearted. Uh, and um, it, it's really distressing, especially when your child went into the hospital with just what I would call a minor um, broken arm or something, you know, to that effect. And eventually you lose that child, that child died and you wonder what's happening, what's going on, what's up. But um, my guest is Shanique and she's going to be talking to us about the, the trauma that she has been experiencing because it recently happened down in Jamaica, um, she she lose her child. Um, you know, she was traumatized. And, you know, she related the story. I was watching a video where she related the story where the child actually asked for water and actually said, I love you, mommy. You know, something to that effect. And um, he eventually died. And um, that that's a sad story. And we have Shanique here on Kenyut Exploration, your topic in a podcast. I am Dr. Kenyut White, and she will be talking uh, to us, to me, um, those of you listening on your favorite podcast platform, those of you listening from the diaspora, Jamaican diaspora, around the world, the United States, Canada, Russia, Cayman, Brazil, Denmark, UK, France, Germany, um, data showing that a number of persons have been listening over the past two years that Kenyut Exploration has been broadcasting. Um, Shanique! Out of Jamaica. How you doing, ma'am? You good? I am trying to be. Good night, yeah. everyone. I know you're not totally good at 100%, and we understand that. But what I want to find out, what what happened? Let me ask that first. What happened? Relate your story. Well, I was at home Sunday morning, and my two sons went by my cousin's house to play, and... After that, about two minutes after I heard the big one come crying, saying that his mother had, brother had got broken. So when I saw, he came up to me and I rushed him to the hospital. And after we went there, they did what they had to do on the hand and stuff and admit him because they say it was an open fracture. Yeah. So they admit him to the ward and I was there with him from Sunday until Thursday morning when he died. Mm-hmm. But um, while we were at the hospital, they um, they told me that when we went there the Sunday, they said that they they tried to stretch the hand, but the bone wasn't in place. So they told me that they would do it the Monday. Mm-hmm. I was there the Monday with him because they say I couldn't leave him, so I was there and I keep asking if they're not going to do it. Till finally in the after two. They did bring him downstairs and they sent him to plaster the hand. Right. So I was saying that the hand shouldn't be plastered because they told me that they were going to stretch it and the man kind of get into an argument with me. Yeah. I stepped out of the room because the father and the grandmother was there. So I stepped out of mm-hmm. the room and when I looked, this doctor came to me and said that um, they're plastering the hand to keep it in place because they're going to, they have to conduct a surgery on the hand to put something in there to brace the bone. 
-hmm. And he then told me to tell the gentleman who was doing the plaster that he should cut out the part where the wound is so they can get to dress it. I went back in and I told him. Him, He cut it out, but when I go back upstairs now with him, I find out, say, only one of the cut visible. Oh. I said it to one of them, the doctor, can't remember if a doctor or a nurse, but said it to one of them mm. and them said they would have sent him back to do it, which they never did. The mm. Tuesday, they dressed the hand the Tuesday morning and in the night, about maybe about after six, after seven, so my final said the hand turned black and it swelled. Mm. I said it to a nurse and she said to me that um, it's nothing for me to worry about because it's a broken arm, so it, it would swell, and I should just let him elevate the hand for the the darkness of the hand to go down because of the blood not circulate. Right. Mm-hmm. So, me never contented. Me still worried over it. So, when the doctor came on the ward, me showed the doctor, and him said yeah. to me, say, indeed, the car is tight. So mm-hmm. he might go cut it and um, release it, which he did. All right, they, they went in the morning now when they came to the ward. The head doctors and some other group of doctors came. And the head doctor, when they got to his bed, yeah. the head doctor took off the cast of the hand because the cast they already cut. So he just pulled it off of it and said to me that um, them have to go do one. Well, like a surgery, just to cut the hand and release the pressure that the swelling can go down. I even asked them about the thing that they said they're going to put in there for the surgery. He said to me that they don't normally um, do surgeries on anybody that have swelling. So they okay. have to get back the hand to it, back to its normal size, and then they can do the surgery to put the thing that I bought. Something like yeah. a pinna or something, them did I go put in there. Okay. All right. They went to surgery with him. They told me that it would take an hour. Mm-hmm. One hour pass, hour and a half, till when the, the, the surgeon come out and said that um, him had bad news, but when they cut the hand and went in, the hand was dead, the muscles were dead, and the hand is infected and have toxins. And okay. it could spread to your resign body, so it would be life and death situation. I said, okay, we spread to your resign body and give heart failure. Mm-hmm. I said to him, is there any other option than to cut the hand? Him say, no, because him um, consult with all of the other doctors and everybody come to a conclusion that that is the best thing to do is to amputate the hand. Mm-hmm. So, so I said to him, um, well, if it is something to save my child's life, fine. Yeah. I prefer to see him with the one hand than no same dead. Yeah. So if cutting off the hand will save me life, fine. May we sign the paper for them to do it. Mm-hmm. Right? I even said to him, say, hold on, let me call up some of my relatives, the man, tell them. He said yeah. to me that I should call the father. It's like them no one if you call nobody else other than the father. Mm-hmm. So I said to them, say, no, may I call some relatives and stuff, which yeah. I did. And I was even there asking them about the prosthetic hand. And yeah. him, uh, like, all him interested in, I'll just me sign the paper and for run go back in a surgery. So I asked them, where is the child? They say, in the operation room. 
It's okay. like they leave the baby in there and run, come out for me, sign paper. So to my to when me believe it's like they would have left him in there, then I bleed and run come for me sign paper. That's okay. what me look funny. Cause why you would I in a haste for me sign paper? Right? Yeah. Wherein yeah. I, I think they should actually sit me down, talk me through everything before. I do not sign in, but because them come and say it can cause me life, I was willing to sign the paper because any mother would have do that for their child. Right. Because I think both will save your child's life. Mm-hmm. Right? So I signed the paper and he went, they went back in there and them do the surgery. How was it take? Because about after five before he go back in the hospital bed in the evening. And after, yeah. after nine in the morning, them bring him in a surgery. When he went back to his hospital bed now in the evening hours, me find out say him cool. Okay. Like him him hand will leave cool on him two foot. The only part on him one my head and him check. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I asked them about if they have anything like them like a bag where you put on the bed where you heat them up and help up them by okay. the temperature them tell yeah. them no one that people blankets they not have for half of me for help warm him up. But mm-hmm. me did have some blankets. Can you know my mandeville coal? So yeah, yeah, me did have yeah. blankets there. So me have, the amount me have, me put him underneath. Yeah, about four. Four blankets me did have. So me use that. Him still not get warm. Him yeah. cool and him sweat. Right? And all him asked for water. Mm. I asked them, can I give him water? At first they told me, no, I should give him ice. And I should just put it on okay. his lip, make him melt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mustn't make him solo anything. They'll after that, they tell me, so I can't give him water. But the thing about it is that the child call, yeah. them now get my blood because they keep joking him up. But them want to look, they might try to get blood and try to find vein. They can't find no vein. Them now get no blood. When they come to see pressure on the um, pulse, there is no pulse, there is no pressure. The pressure machine just a cold and go up, then it go down flat. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right? There was no blood. Them can't find no vein to get no blood. Them juke juke him up till he start tell us say, no needle. Then if he stop juke him up. Yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. he was there and Miss out them still not getting warm. Me keep on ask them. Them say me can't give him water. Mm-hmm. So me give him the water in chop. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right? And him keep on the water. Him keep on the yeah. water. Right? And, oh, you know, say, in the night, the baby come out of surgery not even drip. They never have funny baby. Mm. Right? When the father yeah. asked after he came out of surgery, what did you do with the hand that you cut off? They said they burned it. Okay. Which may look kind of strange because there's no way you can just cut off a hand and burn it. Why would you do that? Mm. Right? The father yeah. asked him, did you give the baby blood? No, he didn't need any blood because he never passed a lot of blood. There's no way you can cut off a limb and the child don't need blood, a six-year-old child. Because him happy yeah. bleed. Right? Them said they never give him no blood and them they had they amputate them. Them um dash them burn it. Mm-hmm. And we were there. The family members left gone home and stuff. And then after 12, he started acting reckless. Yeah. Like, him not comfortable. He asked me to put, me in, put him in my lap. I put him in my lap. Um, 
him say put him in a the wheelchair, me do that, me put him back on the bed. It's like him not comfortable in a no wheel. Mm-hmm. No matter what you do, the child is not comfortable. So yeah. um we're there till you know after twelve him act that way and him that till him said to me say him love me and said him say me love him too and him said me if you put him face it up. Mm-hmm. Which I did. I put him face it up by the time I first take up the water back with him drop pan him back pan the bed yeah. and me touch him, me look at me and me said to him say he can't drop himself like that, he might hurt himself. Yeah. Mm. And after that, I said, all right, let me get up fix him, because he did turn cross with the bed. So I said, all right, let yeah. me get up and fix him properly. When mm. I got up to fix him, I find out, say, him not breathe, and him eyes just wide open. So I signaled the nurse, and mm-hmm. they said, bring him, come. Got him to the nurse station, yeah. and them start work on him. Mm-hmm. They were there for a while, and then they came and said that, um... They're sorry, but the doctor called mm-hmm. me in our room and said, well, I'm sorry, but them couldn't get him revived and all of that. Yeah, yeah. Condolence, yeah. condolence to you and the rest of the family, right? Um, you know, but I know you're trying to keep up. I, you know, I, I know how traumatic that um, can be. I, mm-hmm. I I want you to tell me, though, about 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 your child. You know, I mean, have such a beautiful smile. Um, tell me about the child. Well, him make who does say my one happy child. Yeah. You never see me at an him 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 I I first thing he greeted with is a smile. Yeah. No yeah, right. and him friendly. Like him not have to know you. Once him see you, him just try to be friends with everybody. He's like that. And indeed very, very bright. Yeah. Yeah. When when you took this? This this photo that that was last year on his sixth birthday, he would be okay, seven cool. uh, um August coming. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, those listening on your favorite podcast platform, you cannot see this, but um the, the child is a very happy happy looking child. You know he he, he you know he is he, he looks very um jovial. Uh, you know mm-hmm. what 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 do you miss most about him? What will you miss most about him? Well, him used to get up early every morning and come ask me for tea. And every morning me wake, me, me just look forward for him run, come and say, Mommy, me want tea. Because he was like that. Him drink tea right through the day. Me used to say, my, um, in my England picnic. <laughs> yeah, right, right through the day. And you can't give him no farmer bush tea. You have to be I, like... I, um. Milo or cocoa yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. Because wow. yeah. they have a, they told them, because it's two boys, they have a saying, okay, they say, um, them no want no white tea <laughs> because I hate making white people in white. So, them <laughs> have to get something dark. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, yeah. me look forward to that or whenever I'm in the bathroom, I always come and knock the door. Yeah. And if him come and me a bed, him sit yeah. down on the toilet, lock the toilet and he sit down and he yeah. wait till me done. So wow. it kinda hard for you yeah. know, you know, see him and all of those little memories with him and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So there was that connection between you and them. Right. But um let me ask you though. Um and I just want to talk a bit about him. 
you know, as it relates to to um his his his, his plans. What 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 he was hoping to be, you know, what 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 he was looking forward to. He wanted to be a doctor. Wow. Yeah. Yes, because even when he went to the hospital, because his hand that got broken, you know, the bone they pushed through, you know, and him him pushing it back. And yeah. we went to the hospital. Yes, him that brave and when because. Yeah. When him come to me, the bone wasn't outside. And me, I said, well, you look like yeah. I said, the bone just cut the skin and never push out. But when we go to the hospital and the doctor asked me if I was the one who um, pushed him back the bone, me said, no, the bone wasn't visible yeah. when, when I saw him. And he yeah. said to him, he said, doctor, me pushing it. Wow. And they started to tell him that he's brave and he might be soldier. Yeah. And when the doctor said to him, say, I be one like a soldier and I have soldier face. He said, no, doctor, doctor, me want be. <laughs> so, yeah, I love that. I love that. That's a sweet boy. Um, oh, oh, his, his, his brother, oh, his, go ahead, go ahead. It's just sad that actually the profession that he chose, them couldn't help him in a situation. Them... Yeah. Boy, because yeah, me always so, say one be doctor, cause he want help sick people get better. Yeah, but 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 and then um, feel him. Yeah, I, I understand, but you know, it, it's it's brother. How is his brother taking it? Well, not so good in a way. I have to be getting counseling for him. Yeah. He have days when he will question you how why, and he have yeah. days when he's happy. Like um yesterday we got the buttons from the funeral home and okay. yeah. when him when me pin it on for him he start crying. Mm. So yeah. he's not taking it that well. Yeah. But yeah. You're listening to Kenyut Exploration, your topic in the podcast. I'm Dr. Kenyut White talking to Shanique. Uh, our son was you know our son died basically after visiting the hospital with a broken arm and you know well, he, he he died. He didn't didn't go back home eventually, and um, she questioned what happened. What, you know, why is that so? And now she has the challenge to deal with. But Shanik, funeral. What, what's the plan with that? What sort of sort of assistance do you need with that? Because there are persons who will be listening. You know, in the diaspora, who who may be able to assist you if you need assistance. Is it that the government is trying to assist you? What's going on there? No, no. Well, for the funeral, I would have to yeah. do that by myself. I'm not getting any assistance from any government or anything like that. No. Okay. So um, if there are not... people who want to help, I am willing to take the help. Right, right. And how, how could they contact you in case... You know, take for instance somebody who's listening, watching this this episode, would like to make a donation even after the funeral because we know that you you'll have some expense after because you'd have depleted. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. how, how could they assist you? How, how could they contact you? Well, I have a WhatsApp number with, that they can contact me on. They can contact me through WhatsApp. What's the What's the number? Three eight eight. 4297 but the the area code is 1876 okay all right and i love you 
and I love you. Tell me that again um, when we are wrapping up. And I will indeed yes. put that into the script in the description of this episode so that people can um, give you some sort of support even after the funeral. Um, let me ask you though, know, how is it going now in terms of the funeral? Or, or are you wrapping up that? Well, I am planning the funeral, but um, because of the whole thing with how he died, it is now turned over to the police. So the police are, they are the one who is in investigating the whole matter. So I have to wait on them for the autopsy and all of that before we can do any burial. Okay. Okay, interesting. And, um, and and because it is being dealt with like that, I do not mm-hmm. want you to say much on it. Um, you know, maybe after everything, you can come back and we have a, a full some discussion on it, right? But um, yes. I, 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 you know, really, really um, saddened by it. And I know that persons in the diaspora, persons who are listening, are really saddened by the, 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 the situation. And it must have traumatized you. And um, the father, what is he doing? Well, he we, he hardly talked to me, you know, but when he do, yeah. he told me that um, from the baby hand got broken, he hasn't eaten or sleep. Yeah. Yeah. So, he's not taking it that well either. Yeah, yeah it's going to be challenging very much, well. but I, 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 I do encourage you to 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 have faith oh, oh is your faith though or oh, 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 this thing about you what, what keep you going what what keeps you going tell me well just the the fact that um neymar is a type of child who don't like to see you unhappy yeah. so um because even when i was at the, the hospital the day when he was going to do the like a minor surgery and i was crying and him said to me said mommy don't cry for me me i go all right yeah. You never used to cry for me before. Why you are crying now? No cry for me. Yeah. So he's that type of child. in no love to see nobody crying or anything like that. So I guess that's what keep me going. Because yeah. to me, when I think about it, I say, boy, he never like to see anybody unhappy. So I try my best not to cry and all of that. It's not like, as most people say, oh, you're strong because you not cry. Me cry yeah. till me not even have eye water. Now when me think about the whole situation with him, no tears now come. And me feel it deep down, but there is no eye water to say, all right, me cry. No, yeah. me can't yeah. find myself doing that because it, yeah. it now come not, no matter how me try. Me cry till me not have none leave. Yeah. So. Yeah. Do you have confidence in the medical system anymore because of this? I'm scared. I am scared, telling yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, and I know that's understandable. Uh, I, I, I really am saddened by the situation. And um, what would you like to say to to mothers? What, what, what would you like to say to other mothers listening? Well, just keep a close eye on your children whenever they have to be in the hospital or any pharma medical feel whatsoever because boy it's all the way home with my child if i wasn't paying attention nobody would recognize because i was the one who pointed out that the hand swelled the hand black you understand even when he was at the hospital 
they gave him antibiotics the, the Sunday when he went in. And when I asked the Tuesday, you're giving him antibiotics? They said, no, they can't source the, the dosage that he's supposed to get. So I am the one who is always asking questions or pointing out things to them. You're, you are the doctor or the nurse there. Me, the mother or the patient should not be a point out to you. Say, well, this needs to be done or that needs to be done. So everybody has to pay a close attention to yeah. their children. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What would you like the world to know? What would you like the world to know about your situation and how traumatized you are? Well, I don't even know what to say, but I just need the whole world to see this and know that the, per the people who you turn to think you're going to be okay. They are, they are the ones who, who are scaring us now. Because everybody is scared to go to the hospital because they just feel like if they go, they not going to come back. Right? That's what most people are saying now. Well, I'm afraid to go to the doctor or the hospital because I just feel like if I go, they not live to come back to my yard. They should be the one we, could tr we can trust and say, all right, I go to the hospital here because I know so them good. You can't be the one where people afraid and not them, them same one have to go help we if we get sick. And you people scared for go to them for medical attention. That shouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, I, I must say though, Shanique, that you still have some good doctors and nurses, right? Yes, you do. Yeah. Yes, you do. Yeah. But you see, they always say one bad apple spoils the whole bunch. If yeah. one doctor is bad, Black with black people or whoever, every doctor bad. Yeah, yeah. Right? So that is the problem. You have, there are good doctor, doctors and nurses at, at Mandeville Hospital still, but everybody's yeah. going to be afraid of the hospital because of what one bad doctor or one bad nurse do. Yeah. So, yeah. But you still have good doctors and nurses. Yeah, definitely. I know, and, and I do want to say that um, in any organizations, Right? No mm -hmm. one person represents the culture of the organization. No. There's always, no. yeah, and I, I know you know that, Shanique. I know you agree with that. Right? Mm -hmm. So there's always somebody who mess up. And, and you know, I just say, I just say, one, one bad apple spoil the bunch. Spoil the right? whole bunch, yeah. Perception, mm -hmm. perception that we have. So, okay, one person mess up in the profession. So everybody is like that. Everybody mess up. You yeah, see, the good always suffer feedback because you have good doctors. Yeah. That, that they you are, have good doctors, role, but yeah. because there, there are like maybe two or three bad ones. Everybody yeah. just feel like everybody is bad. Yeah, and we want to we want to disagree with that. You and I, right? Because I know you'll disagree with that there are some good doctors who are still there for you, right? Yes. It's just that, you mm -hmm. know, yeah, that 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 poor performance. It's just that me me buck up on a bad one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, but right. But, um, you know, I want you to continue to smile as much as you can. I know it might be difficult, yes, right? But continue to smile, Shanique, and um, you know, let the process. You know, you know, the police are investigating. Um, let the yes. process take its stand, and um, yes. we can talk mm -hmm. after all of this, after the funeral. And um, I am hoping that persons in the diaspora 
persons in Jamaica will give you that support because you're going to need that support. This is something that came up on you unexpectedly and you're going to need yes. that support mm -hmm. to, to get your child um, uh, married uh, respectfully. Right? Um, condolence to you again and the rest of the family and thanks for coming and can you exploration your topic in the podcast to share your story. Okay, sir. Thank you. You're welcome, Shani. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. So that was Shani. And you, you, you saw her. She, she's traumatized by, by the, the, the whole thing. And um, she will come back to us here after you know the, the investigation and after the, 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 the funeral. And um, we will talk more to, to Shani. This was Kenyut Exploration, your topic in the podcast. I'm Dr. Kenyut White.